Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Buzz Hargrove is the past president of the Canadian Auto Workers, a distinguished visiting prof right now at Ryerson University's Ted Rogers School of Management. Good to see you, Buzz. You too, John. Thank you. And Catherine Swift, the former president and CEO of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, current spokesperson for Working Canadians. How Swifty? That's great. Thanks, John. Good. By the way, uh, you know, as one who's obviously looked after the interests of small businesses, we were just talking to Jocelyn Bamford, who was uh, trying to set the record straight on an article that was posted online by a couple of reporters with Queen's Park Today. Uh, It's an online, I guess, uh, journal or periodical. Anyway, where they had uh, suggested, you know, her company and uh, others like them, you know, were really just, uh, I guess, currying favor with the Ontario government and uh, giving donations and so on and so forth for favorable types of treatment, this kind of quid pro quo uh, And she mentioned another story about the Ontario winery, I guess it was Peely Island Winery, where Doug Ford at a fundraiser the other night in Niagara gave a big shout-out to them. And as a consequence, there was blowback online where people were trying to get a boycott of this particular winery. So what's going on? I mean, is this so much animus towards the Premier that uh, even people that he is speaking glowingly of and maybe helping to, you know, their business cause... Uh, they're now becoming targets? Yeah, it seems to be, and it's just moronic uh, in the extreme. Uh, tell me one politician that doesn't cut ribbons at businesses, that doesn't, you know, go to openings of a new factory or, you know, whatever the heck it happens to be. Uh, all the parties do it. Uh, it's ridiculous uh, to... Uh, the, the the left loves to just go right beyond the pale, it seems, with this kind of stuff. Peely Winery wine's real good, by the way, too. I'll <laughs> just put that, uh, put that in uh, for, for good measure. Um, and the funny thing is, even Peely Winery, they donated to liberals too. So I mean, it, it, it's it's an idiotic thing, uh, and I I hope it'll give them more business. I expect it will. But I, for, what kills me is we had the recent scandal, and this was scandalous, at the federal liberals uh, that Dominic LeBlanc named a bunch of buddies and <laughs> a bunch of buddies and neighbors and relatives and people that had donated to liberals as judges, which that's a lot more worrisome than a politician going into a business and, you know, just giving a shout out to a particular thing. So this has no basis in fact or reality. And shame on them, frankly, shame on them. These are good taxpaying uh, businesses that create jobs in the province and they should be applauded. They shouldn't be criticized because a a politician that these left groups don't like shows up in their premises one day. It's absurd. Let me ask Buzz, you know, as an old union war horse, uh, you know, the idea that activists would take it upon themselves to target people that the premier is pumping their tires. I mean, does that square with you? No, no. I'm not familiar with the facts and well, and, I kind of uh, gave you the salient points. Yeah, I, I heard I heard uh, what what you said, but I'm not I'm not so sure it's the left. Is it the left or is it the loony uh, left <laughs> that, is, oh, okay. that are doing this? Well, I don't some know. people would say they're one and the same. Buzz. Yeah, no, they're not. <laughs> Believe me, they're not. All right, and so uh, I, so I I don't I see nothing wrong with the premier cutting ribbons and uh, and going to openings and uh, or those talking things, those things help those yeah those things help uh, business boycotts very rarely ever work. I know. I've been around them a long, long while, but 
uh, a top politician like the premier going in uh, to your business gives it a big boost. Well, you know, it's interesting because yesterday, Don Walker, our buddy there from uh, Magna, he's the CEO. He was down in Ohio. Mike Pence, the vice president, came as well because they announced the opening of a new car seat plant. 300 jobs to start, uh, pouring $60 million in, 150,000 square foot facility. You know, he said something interesting uh, about five, six years ago. He's not going to open any more Magna plants in Ontario. It's too cost prohibitive. But they're going into the No, state. no, no, he did. He did not say that. Don, Don Walker, I know him well. Spend a lot of time with him and still talk with him. Mm. His position on uh, uh, the auto parts plants is he's going where the assembly plants are. He's not putting uh, uh, more plants into Ontario. Matter of fact, they may close more uh, if the assembly operations continue to close and nobody does anything about that. That's his position. It's not not uh, that uh, that somehow he's uh, he's anti. Uh, you know. Uh, mm. Pretty, pretty, he's a pretty bright business guy. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, well, you know, I guess I got a different account of things, but let's just say uh, this this plant setting up in Ohio, uh, is that just because they're chasing the assembly plants down there? Yes, yeah. absolutely. So well, I, would, I can't if, believe if that. You Be- talk, if you talk to Don Walker, he would tell you exactly that. We've and heard, you can call him and get him. We've well, heard many people from the auto sector uh, for quite a while now talk about things like hydro costs being so much higher and how punitive it is for them to try to be competitive. We know that Trump, for all his warts, uh, has done some positive things on taxation and red tape for businesses in general, not just autos, but businesses in general. And people think these don't have impacts. Of course they have impacts. And I, I know, I mean, Jocelyn, some of her group that, that are more the small, medium-sized, you know, uh, privately held companies, uh, th- some of them, I know, I know some of these individuals, and they've moved to the state grudgingly. They don't want to go, we but it a becomes a fact of stay in business or move. 25% cost advantage on our dollar uh, alone. you got to do a lot of stuff on taxes and, and a whole lot of other incentives, which Ohio did uh, for the Magna plant. Uh, before you could ever come near to the 25% uh, and, difference. And yet people aren't stupid. Business people don't do this frivolously build, and, and because gonna it's going to cost seats. them more. They're not going to build seats in Woodstock, Ontario for a plant that's in Ohio. That's that's the reality of the industry today. The just-in-time where they want, if they catch a problem in installing a seat in a car, within minutes, if it's, the plant's close by, they can control that problem and not have a huge pile of seats that are sitting all over the But then the, the assembly the plants idea. are moving down there in the first place, the aren't they? Yeah, that's right. So that's there's some the, reason for that. That's the problem. Well, they're, they're closing down there as well. Uh, you, may, you may have noticed. Well, all right. I was going to ask if it's a chicken and egg scenario because the plants themselves have moved down there. So uh, it's chasing the parts people down there as well to follow. And yeah. uh, it's not going to augur well for us here in... Either way. It well, doesn't we, help us. Right. All right. Uh, you know, the other thing, again... When we talk about uh, where the left is taking, or the loony left, I guess as Buzz would call them, uh, <laughs> taking, you know, uh, the Dems in America. If you watch the debates, there was uh, part one with 10 people on the stage last night. CNN is holding this thing. 10 more tonight, and some of the stuff that's coming forward from the likes of Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, who, by the way, was in Windsor, your old stomping grounds, Buzz, buying uh, cheap Canadian drugs because he says they're cost prohibitive in the States. Donald Trump now signals that he's going to allow the Americans to purchase drugs from Canada, and there's some concern that there's going to be a run on Canadian-based drugs, so we're going to have a shortage. So uh, I don't know what you make of that, but nonetheless, uh, the idea that the promises being made by the likes of Warren and uh, Bernie Sanders are, you know, something you would like. They would really clamp down on, you know, 
the big money, the wealth tax, uh, the people on Wall Street, uh, but they're also talking about pharmacare for everybody, free tuition across the board uh, for everybody. Who was it that was also suggesting beyond tuition it would also be uh, room and board and uh, meals at school and everything else? I mean, they're just throwing everything in there. Is there any of this practical or is it just such overreach and unreasonable that it's making a mockery of, uh, I guess, a progressive agenda? What do you say, Kathy? Well, I think it is making a mockery. I, I heard I did, there's a number of them, too, that are, for example, saying, well, forgive all student loans. And some wag on social media was saying, well, let's forgive all car loans and all mortgages. Hey, let's let's really let her rip here. You know? sure. And and uh, and that, of course, that is what you invite is that kind of absurd, uh, you know, extremes uh, uh, in this kind of situation. And it, it's not practical. Uh, it, it's always appealing to buy people with their own money. We've seen it in Canada. The Liberals are doing it every pretty much every hour on the hour right now leading up to the October election uh, but I think however right now there's 20 candidates in there uh, unless and we're going to be subject to this for the next year they're not picking anybody till next July so I think we can discount about 99% of what we hear uh, what tends to debates are important though I'm not saying debates aren't important but what they're doing now is all jockeying for position and there's so many of them uh, you know let, let's start paying attention maybe in six to eight months from now when we get down to a, a, a more serious critical I, I mass. This, this is a genuine reaction uh, to the mood in the U.S. today. The fact that there's so much inequality, uh, that the wealth, wealthy are getting uh, more wealth, building more wealth at 10 times the rate uh, that the average person is, uh, is uh, increasing their income or their assets. And people are frustrated like hell. I've never seen so many people that are screaming for uh, these things that are that are and so the politicians uh, are reacting. Are, are they right? Does a lot of it make sense? No, I don't think you could do it all. Even if you were superhuman, you couldn't do all of the things that they talked about last night. Or uh, will they be able to tonight? But it's the reality of our times today. When you have the hype of the president of the United States and the things that he's doing and saying and the lying that's going on. Uh, people yeah, but you know, the it. economy is good under Trump. I mean, unemployment's at a 55-year low. The economy was low. growing under Obama, well, let's and just it's say... continued. He put in place the foundation, and Trump stumbled into it. Oh, come it? off it. it he not, stumbled Neither of those it. positions is 100% accurate uh, uh, at, uh, in any event. I think, though, the reality is, and this is, this is confirmed by data worldwide right now, the average person, particularly in North America, but even in less developed countries, is better off now than they have ever been in the history of humankind. Sure, you can always do better. But this whole notion, I mean, it was very interesting that the left abandoned the concept of looking at poverty because poverty has been dropping for decades. And good, you know, that's a very good thing. This income inequality is all about, even though I'm better off today and frankly, you know, better off than any of my ancestors have ever been, um, I'm going to be jealous of the Warren Buffett or the Bill Gates or the, you know, whatever, whoever it happens to be, because yes, they've got mega, mega amounts of money and I don't. But the notion that people are worse off today is not borne out by overnight, data. Over ninety percent. Not borne out by of, data. Uh, over ninety percent of the people in Haiti live on on uh, under two dollars a day. Well, Haiti. The major change. Bus, yes. The major change that we've seen in the 
uh, how people are doing around the world is totally weighted because of China. The major changes they've made, changing their economy and putting people uh, to work, and uh, a lot of it now is coming home to roost as they're building uh, buildings now that there's nobody to move into them. Nobody can afford to buy them. They're building roads that nobody are able to use, and they're doing a lot of things to keep people working and their incomes going up. But that's going to crash at some point as well. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.